really Welcome to another hallucination-filled issue of Superstitious and Cowardly, a Batman podcast for the warden us all. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Winnie, and with me as always is my co-host and test subject, John Pfeiffer. What are we going to do tonight, Chris? The same thing we do every night, John. Talk about Batman and hope that people listen. Hip, hip! Boo! You stink! Tragically, our other co-host, Ryan, could not join us today. It seems he become a real bad apple and joined that damn dirty gorilla gang. So what do we have on tap today, John? We have Batman 156, the two-part sensational adventure, Robin Dies at Dawn. And I agree. That he dies at dawn or it's sensational? Sensational. Well, it's definitely two parts. I'll agree to that. (laughs) Before we go on, though, we talked about this last issue, um, and I remember it since it's been months since we recorded last. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) We're just going to do a little Batman quiz and see how well we do. So we've gone to Play Buzz, and I found the quiz, Can You Pass the Hardest Batman Trivia Game Ever? by Greg <laughs> Summers. Yeah, I'm sure. It's a real hard one. Hey, who, what's Batman's secret identity? Is it Bruce Wayne? All right, John. Michael when John was Carter? the first Batman movie released? Are they? 1966, 1968, or 1943? I don't know if they're counting serials or not. He has a picture of the serial, which makes me think that he's trying to confuse us. 66 is a serial's not a full movie. I'm going to say 68 because they didn't start with the movie. Oh, I thought they started with the movie. No, they didn't start with the movie. What is the Penguin's real name? Benjamin Hammer. Oswald Cobblepot? <laughs> Albert, Albert Pennyworth or Oswald Cobblepot? That one. Who writes the current... Oh, Jesus. Who writes the current Batman comic issues? This is 1990... Um, to, sorry, 2014. Scott Snyder... Jeff Johns, oh God, if he did, I would not want Jeff Johns touching that. Or Brian Azzarello. Oh, if it was Snyder, if it was 2014. Currently, it's um, Tom King, and I really like him. Who voiced Batman in seven different cartoons? Wow, this is sad. Kevin Conroy. Yeah, Mark Hamill or Timothy, Timothy Daly. Joker or Batman? It was Batman. Oh, okay, yeah. Who got shot during the Killing Joke storyline? Barbara? Well, I mean, there's more than Barbara, but Barbara. Which of the following explanations was not used on the 1960 through 1968 TV show? Holy Oli, Holy Chutzpah, Holy Holly Popsicle. Oh, they all sound very likely. All very likely. Say that second one again. Holy Chutzpah? That one. It's a bit too Jewish. (laughs) We're ethnic cleansing. Oh, we got that one wrong. Which of these bad guys never fought Batman? Zaz, Clayface, Tigra, or Killer Croc? Tigra. Since she is from a different company, yeah. Where did Harley Quinn meet the Joker? The Gotham. Arkham. Okay. Not Gotham Central, which I guess would be high school? No, um, I think that's the precinct they're talking about. What was Huntress's original last name? Helena Bartonelli? Bartonelli? Bartonelli or yeah. Helena Wayne? Oh, original they said, didn't they? Yep. Wayne. Wayne. What was Batman? Uh, we're going to skip that. That's pretty easy. It's Oracle. And it stopped loading. Okay, well, those were all actually pretty easy ones. So. What was the one that got wrong? It was the Chutzpah? It was the Chutzpah I one. I wonder what was the right answer then for that. I don't know. Also, I think it was the cereal that he wanted too, even though he had a picture of it. He's being a real asshole. 
Yeah, you know what? It's not the the hardest Batman test I'll ever take if you're just rigging it. That doesn't count. So if you have, if you're listening, Scott Summers or whatever your name was, we got to beef. <laughs> Use your concussive blast to take one of us out if you have the guts, Scott Summers. Quark glasses. <laughs> so yeah, without further ado, let's uh, get into Robin dies at dawn. So what was happening in June of the same year as our last issue, 1963? June 7th, the Rolling Stones released their first song, Come On, a cover of a Chuck Berry song. June 20th, the hotline between the U.S. and Moscow was established. It would later be parodied in the 1960s Batman TV show. More on that later. President Kenny spent his month championing equal rights for all races and genders when he signed the Equal Pay Act on the 10th and laid the groundwork for the 1964 Civil Rights Act on the 19th. What a good egg. Hope he keeps it up. He also planned a trip on the 5th to Texas with stops in Fort Wayne, San Antonio, Houston, and Dallas in November. Back and to the left. So what are you saying? Um, about that. I was really hoping you knew what I was talking about when I said that, too. But now, Batman 167. Our usual team for the last couple of issues of Bill Finger, Young Sheldon, and... Moldoff. I remember his name now. Yeah, I remember his Do name. Do you have Charles Paris on this one? Or and Charles else? Paris did I both, love, I'm both starting really issues. I really like Charles Paris. Well, these are, I think this is probably going to be our last Was, issue. Was um, Moldoff's the inker, or is Paris the inker? Paris is always the penciler. So Moldoff's the inker? Yes. Oh, he did a really... I mean, they both did a very nice job. That cover... I mean, this is supposed to be like one of the more iconic stories and covers. I really like that. It's a very nice like sunset in the background. It's clearly an alien world. It's the the human forms of Batman and Robin are still a little kind of stiff, but it's really really nice. Like this is a for all the stories we talked about. This is one of my favorite kind of covers so far. We have a local record shop that every time I go in has this poster hanging up, and I always want to buy it, but I have no place to put it. It's one of those things, like, I can get a really nice frame and be an adult for this comic book cover. I have a loop on the third one, so it's not that. I should. I don't have room to talk, like, right next to us. I have three, like, 11 by 17s, one of Kyle Rayner, signed by uh, Daryl Banks. Thank you, Daryl Banks. I know you'll never listen, but I really do love the having that. He's at um, home just going, what? <laughs> uh, I have another one of... Uh, the original Gundam with like a Zaku behind it, Back to the Future graphic kind of poster, and then we have like Futurama Worlds of Tomorrow that we bought at like a Comic Con, a much bigger size. So, yeah, I don't have room to talk about that. This has been John describing his walls. So <laughs> the first ish, the first story in this we did not look at was the Secret of Ant Man. Hank Prime comes to town, and oh wait, it's a different guy. Was it Prime? I always thought it was Prim. Prim, I think it is. I just. Said it wrong, so fuck you. When Batman's in an insulation tank, Robin dicks around on his own with the Bat-Hound and a new hero, Ant-Man. But just like Hank, this Ant-Man is really a dick and must be stopped. For the record, the famous Ant-Man debuted January of last year. So how did they get away with doing this, then? Because how did they get away with having two Captain Marvels? How did they get away with having Hawkeye and Green Lantern? They didn't give a shit. Hawkeye and Green Arrow are like they're at least different colors. No, that's true. Um, this this Ant Man Ant-Man does this, look quite this, similar. This Ant Man look, looks exact same. I mean, that's kind of the same reasoning between like Elongated Man and Plastic Man. Like they didn't realize they both had the rights to them, but they, but still, they still made them they, look they still, pretty similar. They still made some kind of effort to at least make the character act different or 
at least look different. He and really doesn't, though. He even has Plastic Man symbol and colors. Um, <laughs> so now, the most famous Silver Age story, Robin Dies at Dawn. We start off with a PSA. Not wanted. High school dropouts. Golly, that testimony sounds tough. Sure wish I never had to go back to school. Hmm. George dropped out of school last year. I think I'll go find him and talk it over with him. Say, Tom, would you know where I could find George? I've been looking all over for him. Last time I saw George, he was in the same shoes I'm in, having no luck landing a decent job because he doesn't have a high school diploma. There you are, George. I'd like to talk to you. I've only got a minute, Alvin. <laughs> I didn't realize his name was Alvin. I have to study for my night class tonight. I'm finishing my high school education, so I'll be able to get a worthwhile job. Okay, now what's the problem, Album? Alvin, I think I've solved it. George, thanks. It really pays to go to school. I'd better rush home and start study for tomorrow's test. For the record, both of the people he talks to looks like grown-up men. If What's his name again? Joe? George. 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 Hello? If you dropped out of high school last year, you can Hello, go- McFly. If you dropped out of school last year, you can just go back. Like, you don't have to go to night school. You know that, right? Like, If you go to night school, I think it's a GED instead of a diploma. And while it technically doesn't matter, and good for you for going back to school, like, just get the regular high school diploma. I think it's less of a pain in the butt to actually get. Also, it looks better on... Uh, does it a little bit to people? It, it does, I think. So, yeah. Alvin's kind of a wiener. Alvin's a huge wiener. Let's go back to uh, Robin Dies at Dawn, Chapter 1. But before we do that, we have an advertisement from our sponsor, Tootsie Rolls. Try a tongue te- <laughs> teaser. Can you repeat the sentence below five times in eight seconds without making a mistake? John, I challenge you to this. Try true Tootsie treats. Try to true treats. Nope. You've already messed no, it up. Now buy a tongue pleaser. Delicious Tootsie Rolls. America's favorite candy. I really wish they stuck with the Captain Tootsie thing. I miss Captain Tootsie. I know. <laughs> what an Aryan he was. <laughs> wow. That's what we said on the fucking episode. All right, so Robin dies at dawn. We start out with a cat, Mecha Shiva, which means that it's actually just the two Venture Boys on top of each other. <laughs> it's a, a giant stone idol that has like a cat kind of face, and it has four arms, two on each side, and they're just—it's just chasing Batman and Robin on this alien world. It's coming after us, Robin! Run, run! That idol is alive. Well, one, it's running after you. No shit, you should run, and it is moving. Don't know if it's live. The splash page, though, is quite nice looking. It's got that 60s space artwork to it, but I really do do enjoy it. They really have me this issue for art. I must apologize. I was actually looking up Mecha Shiva to see if it was based on this. It is not. <laughs> so we start out with Batman going through space, just kind of surrounded by pop rocks and he lands on an alien planet a very similar alien planet to the last at one we had all all that time is the right time all batman knows is he's being swept along by swirling lights through the vast reaches of space this is not unfamiliar for batman to be teleported through space like this this it's has happened, happened a couple times it, it's in happened just the selection uh, of things that we've done through the time warp it happened with uh what was uh, the planet x it was uh Zath- zathura I just finished editing that episode a while back, and I still cannot figure out how to pronounce it, so we're going to go to Sarah. Sarah and I. Um, that one. 
I do like how, um, A, I almost said, let's do the time warp again when you said that, which is a joke we made many times in that episode. Also, Batman shows off his detective powers by saying, Twin moons! I'm on an alien planet. And then he stares at them wistfully, hoping for a new life while John Williams plays. <laughs> Disney owns that. I'm not playing that drop. <laughs> Last Jedi in theaters now. <laughs> Batman's really trying to interpret his surroundings and taking a second and a beat to really figure out what's going on, which is nice because he doesn't automatically just know. So that's refreshing. And he immediately realizes that he doesn't have his utility belt on him either and that he's going to have to really go with it alone. He won't have his normal tools with him. And he says bat rope instead of his silken bat rope. So he's changing with the times. And his batterings have nowhere. He's defenseless and thrust on an alien world, and he doesn't know why. A Batman in a world he doesn't understand. So he just kind of wanders around. Eventually comes up to what looks like to be an alien civilization, and while he tries to like go closer to the ruins and investigate, all of a sudden this like weird viney, veiny kind of plant just sweeps him up and a Georgia O'Keeffe um, painting comes to life and grabs him. Kinda, not really. Oh, his tentacles are around me. If this is this what it's like for Robin, and the plant tries to tries to choke him out, Batman's into it. So Robin tries to beat Batman into the face with a shovel, but he misses and he yeah. smacks. Robin comes out of nowhere. For some reason, he has a, a weapon, and he saves Batman, and then he asks him, Robin, how'd you get here? And he plays it off, and they never address it again. Robin's here, and that's fine. <laughs> He's like, we can't talk now. There's fucking Caleb mutants coming for us. Yeah, it's just- We don't really like see what's going after him. It's just another thing. It's like weird squid-looking plant things that are on the ground. And that's about it. And while they eventually get away from that, <laughs> and they're still trying to walk around this alien world, instead of trying to find shelter for a couple hours, they just keep walking around, and they eventually come upon the giant stone idol that we've seen a couple Batman of times. Batman also mentions, this is somewhat important, that he feels that there are eyes watching him. Eyes with human intelligence. That's when Mekashiva shows up. While the idol runs for them... Batman does his best ace the bat hound impersonation and tries to use a tree to climb over a ravine. Which they do successfully, and they're like, oh, we'll just trick this guy into stepping on there. Because it's a really brittle on the other side of the chasm. And he's got a big dumb guy cat face on him, so. The idol stops right at the edge of the ravine because he doesn't want to go any closer. And Robin's like, you know what? I'm just going to go to him on. And, Rob- and Batman's like, Robin, that's enough. It's super dangerous because he has a boulder and he can hit you with a giant boulder. To his credit, though, it does work. It does. And then the boulder, like the idol falls off the ravine. But before he does, he does like a little hoop trick. And he just <laughs> launches that boulder. He goes, Kobe. <laughs> and it just, I thought it'd be funnier if the boulder just like went straight up down, like just right on top of Robin. And he was gone, but it hits him off on the side, and it rolls off. And Rob and Batman's just—he's dead. He's dead. This is the worst thing ever. And then he buries him under more rocks. If I die by a, a rock slide, bury me under some more rocks. That's what I want. It's called um, the Captain Kirk burial. From Very much so. <laughs> so he's just like, oh man, I can still feel those eyes watching me, but I don't want to live. And he's getting all pissed and distraught and just very down in the dumps and angsty and everything. And, and then the, a red rhino shows up. The thing is, I really like the art on that creature. I do too. It's very Japanese monster movie looking. All of these kind of have a Japanese feel to them for some reason. 
there had to have been some like B movies coming to America roughly around this time that pe- they're, this they're was watching. when like you were like in a couple issues back we said that Mothra was premiering in. Yeah, this is when like the Toho Revolution was going on. So that that would po- possibly explain it. The creature's like just big red. He's like the size of a bus. And right before the creature attacks him, he's like, "Come and get me." Robin's died. I don't want to live anymore. And then he appears to have woken up with a bunch of wires on him in a weird isolation room. But the isolation room appears to have windows and like a bunch of tables all around. Like, there's a lot of stuff in this isolation room that if he was lonely, he could just like hurt himself. And mm-hmm. that, that's not what you want in an isolation room. It's it's weird. It's supposed um, to have nothing so that you you're alone. Yeah, you're, truly, you're completely you're, alone. You don't have anything to focus on. Even it's not just your rumpus room that you throw somebody into. Yeah, we're gonna lock this door and be fine. And Robin sees that he's had enough, and he he sees him through like a little porthole window on a door, and and they bust in. And the government doctor and general for the army just uh, tell him everything that's happened in the last few days. He's been doing this for space medicine. They literally phrased it as space medicine of the future. Batman, for volunteering for this test, you've made a great contribution to space medicine. And then we're introduced to Dr. Hurt. They don't call him Dr. Hurt at well, all. No, they yet. don't. But the, the weird thing is that like this is a character that shows up 50 years later as the big villain for Grant Morrison's run. He's drawn very sinisterly. Even in this. No, yeah. it's particularly in this, but like, there's no reason <laughs> there's no, for it. There's no payoff. He just appears creepy. Everything he reason. says is very helpful. Very much so. Like, I like to think that Grant Morrison didn't just pick uh, Dr. Hurt because it was convenient. I think he picked him because, like, actually, that guy lives to look kind of like a jerk. I I'm think that the reason he did was because he was just reading some of these for inspiration. He's like, why'd they draw him so sinister? Hey, Grant Morrison, I know you're listening to this, so if you want to drop us a line at sac.alfred at gmail.com, that'd be great. He can't understand our accents. Um, Have <laughs> you ever heard Grant Morrison talk? There's this great joke in the back of uh, 52, like, Companion or something, where it was like, we'd be in a meeting, and Grant and Grant would say something, and the other four writers would just go, what? Blimey! Because they can't understand his accent. Uh, I really like Grant Morrison's uh, writing. It's really fun. I know. We kind of gush about Grant a little too much. We probably won't do that. Going forward, because he used so much of the Silver Age to kind of inform his Batman thing. It was nice. It was nice. Basically, Batman did this for Bat Medicine. And I like how... For uh, Bat Medicine. For for Space Medicine. (laughs) Bat Medicine. Uh, For Space Medicine. As soon as Robin kind of gets to him, he explains... And he's still wearing his Batman outfit. Like, I don't know why he's not wearing just, like, a mask and, like, more scientific stuff to actually monitor the rest of them. And he says... Oh, good. You got that note I gave to Gorin to give to you after two days. Why not just tell him? Cause if like, you, why, why write a note? Because the beginning of the Ant-Man story has Batman going, I'm going to go on a secret mission, and it's supposed to be this. But why put in a note that here's the secret mission? Yeah. It's either tell him or don't tell him. Telling him with the delay didn't really serve a purpose. I didn't want him to worry about him until the experiment was happening. Like, did want someone to talk him out of it, I guess? I guess. And the other thing is, why would he allow himself to be in a room like that? And just anyone could have walked in when he was hallucinating and just unmasked him. He also has a TV um, five o'clock shadow where it just looks like they they sprayed some shit on his face. Yeah, but if I hold a magnifying glass, I could probably identify him by his dimples. Probably. Was that something that we did? Yes. Oh, okay. It was the, it was the one that you really hated. Um, where they are thrown into the future and they have Rocher Joker. With all the board shorts, and they try to like have that space race with the rockets and everything. I don't remember the dimples you, bit. I hated you that really one. hated the. It was one you chose though, so that's why. <laughs> so 
Heard explains everything, and Batman and Robin leave, and the doctor's like, oh, geez, I hope there's not any lasting side effects. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Also, great masterpieces, the Mona Lisa, and Tootsie for Old Fudge, masterpieces of of delicious candy, creamy smooth. This episode brought to you by Tootsie Rolls. Continued in chapter two. But first, letters to the Batcave. So this is an interesting one. Usually we just pick out something that's just kind of weird or something like that. These are all feedback from our last issue, Prisoners of Three Worlds. So, dear editor, I've just finished reading the February issue of Batman, Prisoner of Three Worlds, and I'm positively flipped. It's a great story, and it really backs up the cover picture. I'd like to congratulate your author and artist, but not your inker. The way the <laughs> energy force twins of Batman and Batwoman defeat the beast was ingenious. Actually, wasn't that like the lamest part? They just shot at it? You know what? We're saying that with having experienced all these supernatural and Dragon Ball type thing so maybe at the time it was like oh this is a really cool idea i i sat and thought how they would get out of this one for 10 minutes and then finally turned the page didn't we mention that in the last issue some kid doing that yeah he's like you're a a really slow reader i mean good for you for trying i guess (laughs) he's just like i don't know what i'm getting out of this one i gotta sit down did batman really mean what he said when he loved batwoman personally the touching scene lent a lot to the story i think (laughs) and then on top of that Robin finally realized that he liked Batgirl and vice versa. How old are they supposed to be anyways? To be fair, they didn't actually say they like each other. Well, she said it, but all he did was react to her, like, putting her tongue in his mouth. He seemed into it, I thought. They did walk away together. I don't think we mentioned that at the end of the story, holding hands. Batman must have been sincere about his love for Batwoman, or he wouldn't have been in a dilemma at the end when he had to make up an excuse. As for the ages of our hero and heroines, they're top secret. Let's just say that Robin and Batgirl are teenagers. This next one is, I'd like to thank you for this issue, blah, 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 blah. You show Batman and Robin as a team working together and showing their feelings for each other. Third, you introduce some romance and lives of Robin and Batgirl. It's about time. Let's see a little more of that. Most of these are like, hey, we want to see more... Batwoman and Batgirl. This is the best story I've ever read. Why should Batman hide his love for Batwoman? Robin and Batgirl seem to hit it off pretty well together. They're, everybody's disagreeing with you, John. Everyone wants this to work out, and I'm like, honey, honey, it's not going to work out. <laughs> well, the editor's like, Batman fears that if it were he were to declare his love to Batwoman and marry her, his career as Batman would be hampered and Batwoman's life might be in greater jeopardy than, you know. She's already fighting crime with yeah. all the difference. Robin Batgirl not old enough to think of marriage yet. I've just read the February Batman. As usual, it was excellent. I've been a Batman fan for a long time, and this is the best comic of my whole collection. Your collection must be pretty weak. I've just read the <laughs> February Batman. It was excellent, exciting, thrilling, packed issue. I particularly enjoy stories like the marriage of Batman and Batwoman in Batman Annual 4 that didn't add anything. Prisoner of Three Worlds was great. Batman and Robin are great together. Can we get more of them in action again? Why not have more stories like Prisoner? God, they love this. So... And why not have a story where Batwoman and Batgirl never issue? Also, one of Batman, Batwoman, Robin, Batgirl, Bathound, and sometimes Batmite. How much would it cost to send Batman comics through the mail? So I got to ask you, when they are putting these letters together to put in the issue, do you think the editor 
What do you think the, the people's reaction that are putting this together? What do you think that it is? Do you think it's more of a they're reading this and just eye rolling, going, "Holy shit, kid, who the hell cares?" Or do you think it's going like, "Ah, patting ourselves on the back, hey, good job, uh, Charles Paris, you're doing a really good job." I'm assuming that they they read a bunch of ones. It's like uh, in issue ninety four, when Batwoman gets transported to the other planet, which doesn't count as a world. Um, it's a dimension. Her, her outlines showed a belt buckle that was not consistent with, and so he's just like, let's just get the ones from the two-year-olds that are pra- praising us. Holy shit, there's another page, and they're all about this. <laughs> I didn't I didn't notice that until just now. All right, we're not going to go through it, but needless to say, that story was a bit of a hit at the time, according to DC Comics. Dear DC Comics, I really liked issue 153, where you said all women are the same no matter what world they're on. Women belong in the kitchen. Holy crap. I especially like the appearance of Batgirl, and I always like the way that you showed Batman and Robin, Batwoman, Batgirl do have emotions. <laughs> what? They're, they're humans. Okay. All right, so I'm not going to read this anymore. We're going to go segue into our next segment, which is John's headcanon. Oh, this again. So, John, I'm yeah. going to ask you a bunch of questions. I'll try to be brief. No, that's fine. Answer as truthfully as you can. Take as much time as you want, but just tell me what you think in your head. Doesn't matter what you've read, because John has this ability where he likes everything to fit. He also is very good at counting. Um, so, showers or baths for Batman? Showers. Boxers or briefs? Briefs. In these modern times, does Batman need to upgrade to a super suit? He has sometimes. All right. Does killing Raish really count since he has died so many times? Hmm. Yes. Is keeping him constantly sedated in Arkham really better than just killing him? Did that a couple years back. To Raish? Yeah. No. He thinks so, but no. No, it's awful, right? Yeah. It's like some type of live in hell. What's Batman's favorite movie? Zorro seems unlikely. Oh, it's Zorro. You think it's still Zorro? Oh, he he watched it with the whole Bat family uh, in some story in the last five years. I can't remember what it was. It might have been an annual. But he watches it on purpose with people, and he likes it. Fair enough. Stakeouts can be a lonely place of dying. Think Batman jerks <laughs> off up there? <laughs> if he'll have sex in the open with Catwoman multiple times, and I can see it happening. No. I take that back. He actually probably just controls his orgasm with his mind. He just goes, oh, I'll fire one off. Bam. <laughs> so messy. Does Batman drink? Yes, but I don't think it does much. I think his tolerance. He, he, he might not drink a lot, but even then his tolerance is for things. He always has some bullcrap excuse of like, I'm resistant to heroin or something. So I don't think he does much. War Games would disagree with you. He doesn't drink. Does Batman, do Batman and Kathy ever get close? Ink notwithstanding. So basically, not when they're cousins. Um, sure. You know, you think that they actually? I saw it's not the cousin version of Kat, uh, Kathy Kane. Then yeah. All right. Do you think Dick and Betty got together? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, but I don't think it lasted for more than a, uh, an issue. Fair enough. So, <laughs> for more than an issue, that was an exciting they, issue of our lives. They do that, you know. They do that, like just putting in a character story, and then like they don't talk about it ever again. I mean, we saw Ace eight times. That was it. Batman, religious or atheist? Atheist or agnostic? I guess him being agnostic. It it is entirely on the author. I've seen things where he has admitted to being an atheist. I've seen ones where it's very similar to. He's seen so much stuff 
if you think about all the paranormal things and all the scientific things he's seen, like I'd have a hard time not believing he's agnostic. Like he probably wouldn't believe in one thing, but he's got to believe there's something more. I mean, he's seen the anti-monitor. There's something. He shot um, the god of hate with, well, the god of bondage with a gun. Um, he was on the the Justice League with an angel. Now, are there any of those responses I gave you? Do any of them? Do you wonder why I gave those responses at all? Well, the whole idea behind this is that you're supposed to talk about it, but you just kind of did try- one word answer. I was trying to be like considerate, but yeah, I, I did pick Bruce instead of Box because he's like he's not gonna monk- monkey around with his junk or whatever while he's fighting crime. I mean, they need to stay there. Well, you're actually wrong. He free balls it. Do you think? No, I'm sure he's like little bat. Bats on his underwear. I had reasons in my head for why I thought the character may or may not do uh, the things that I stated. It's early days. Next time, feel free to share those with us. <laughs> All right, so chapter two, Robin dies at dawn. Guess what? It's another A company. They roll up on patrol to Acme Loan Company, where they just keep money like a bank. I don't think it quite works. I mean, I don't think they keep money on hand. I don't think they keep that much money on hand. No, and I also don't think that a loan company needs two, uh, three stories. Yeah. Batman and Robin have come to stop the gorilla gang that apparently Robin knew a little bit about on the Ant-Man case and that we didn't read. All these men no, are dressed as No, they're not on the Ant-Man gorilla. case. Oh, sorry. Homeward bound Robin breached Batman on the Ant-Man case. I don't, why even mention that, then? It comes up later. They come up on. We the... probably should have read that one. We probably it's mentioned should've. a couple times, but it doesn't seem to amount to anything. It's though. also shit. So, <laughs> but the Gorilla Gang, as is... opposed to this, actually, I'm enjoying this. Um, so the Gorilla Gang like decides to monkey around and cross <laughs> uh, wire. They're they're aping human. Uh, how is dressing movements. up? As, how is dressing up like a gorilla? Like, hey, this is how we're gonna stay incognito and everything. We'll dress up like gorillas. Wouldn't it be better just to look like maintenance guys or something? They look very cumbersome. Yeah, like I don't see the benefit of doing this. Unless you were going to like a masquerade ball, there's no reason to dress up as a gorilla to commit a crime. So as they're going through the scaffolding, Batman On top of starts, the building, they're, like, they're, they're ready to escape. Yeah. They find it really appealing. Um, <laughs> it didn't really work. Batman hallucinates that the um monster from his halluc- his earlier hallucinations that giant stole stone shiva idol is about to kill robin so he, <laughs> to save him he tackles him from behind off of the roof and then catches him before they fall and he's like it's okay robin we're safe now no really cuz you almost killed me batman you almost <laughs> killed me <laughs> and robin just goes wow so the gorilla gang escapes and batman's like hey i'm sorry that happened yeah, I'll, I'll be fine by tomorrow. And Alfred, or uh, back home, Bruce greets Alfred and Ace like, "Hey, it's been a while." And Alfred's like, "I'm almost a character." Right here, see Alfred and Ace. Also, like Ace is just like, "Hiya." He's got his pop. Like, he's got his hey, pop. Like, shake my hand. Alfred beats me when you're gone. I've been humping everything in your in your room because I miss you so much. At late at night, it's like four o'clock in the morning, and. Batman's dreaming, and Bruce, sorry, Bruce is dreaming, and uh, Dick walks into the room, because apparently they're in separate bedrooms now, so their relationship's on the rocks. Yeah, have you noticed that? Yeah, like they- It's like, you know what, they're probably Having right them in the same bedroom with like separate beds, like a mom and pa kind of thing, that's a little much. Fucking Lucy beds. He still got his Lucy bed, though. Bruce just exclaims, the tentacles are tightening around me. Help, Robin, help. I need your tentacles. Sandbag man. Oh, I had a nightmare. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> 
So they decide to let um, Ace sleep with him, which is actually kind of sweet in a way. Yeah, but like Ace has to climb up on top of his chest. Like, don't have your little puppy do that. No, my dog's very little. Like, if she jumped off the bed, it could hurt her. I like my dog. I also, know. Ace is just gonna sit there and help him in the middle of the night, as is his want. So they decide to go out. He says that it's okay. I'm Ace was the best pillow I've ever had. I'm set. I'm right as rain. Let's go head out. And Robin's like, okay, I guess. And so they find the gorilla gang again, which is actually kind of crazy. But they're just out. They're able to find them. Like they find them a couple different times. They're just walking down the street, going, "Hey, I know these guys." And then again, I suppose a bunch of guys dressed as gorilla are not conspicuous. They, I think the cops gave them the a lead. They were like, "Oh man, there's the gorilla gang. Let's have Batman and Robin do it." I like the idea that they return those costumes from a rental shop every night, so every day they're running those out again. Instead of just buy, why don't we just buy these? These are crazy. Yeah, but we need to keep committing crimes so we can buy the outfits. Yeah, but they didn't have three gorilla suits this time, so I have to dress like like a clown. <laughs> so they're trying to rob a trucking trucking company for spare parts or something. I don't know. And when they come up on the gorilla gang, instead of just stopping them in the moment like they've done countless times before, they give them enough time to get into a car and start heading like driving into Batman and Robin, and Batman freezes. All of a sudden, that car turns into that giant red bus-sized monster that we saw in the previous chapter. He's about to hit Batman, the car is, when Robin jumps onto, because Batman's like, I don't want to live, Robin's dead. Because it's not just a hallucination, it like, takes him back to that, too. So he quick jumps on the car and yanks the steering wheel so it avoids Batman. And he's like, good, it missed him just in time. And then they punch him off. It's like, <laughs> get away, you... So they get away, and Bruce is like, you know what? I, I, I'm i not ready yet. I'm going to retire for a little while. Well, it actually says because... I'm going to retire forever. Does it say forever? He's like, I must put away my Batman costume and retire from crime fighting. Oh, Batman, and he cries. Oh, Batman, sob. But I like to think that it's he's, he's still crying, but I like to think, oh, Batman, you son of a bitch. It's like, you're going to make me go alone, aren't you? You already put me in enough danger already. I need uh, you. A vaguely aged teenager. <laughs> So Batman hangs up his cowl. And he's looking at it. Robin has to head out because he has to prepare for testimony about the Ant-Man trial. He really heads out to talk to Dr. Hurt about another patient, which he should not be doing. No. You can't. Well, he's a scientist, not a doctor. I assume HIPAA laws still exist. Hippocratic oath. Meanwhile, there is an emergency on the the bat signal radio that they have in the cave, and we find out that the gorilla gang <laughs> has apparently abducted Robin. And it says that they're going to kill him at dawn. And he's like, hey, this sounds familiar. He's going to die at dawn. So he gets information, which I don't really know how. But then he decides that when they almost hit him with a car, they had a, um, they got hit with, they hit a bunch of barrels instead. Of Batman? It's again, it's that another convenient excuse of, hey, the car got hit with some chemicals. I'll trace the chemicals. Did we talk about that last time? We did. It come, okay. It's not the first time. It's not going to be the last time that a car conveniently left a trail that he could follow. So he gets um, Ace to get on his little bat outfit, and he has him sniff the tire tracks. And for some reason, the gorilla gang, with their mask off but their suit still on, have tied Robin to a balloon, and they're going to cut the balloon off, um, off its weight. So that the balloon goes up really high in the sky, and then when Robin falls, he'll die. 
I don't know why they don't just use the axe they have on hand to just kill Robin, but... Because he's like, I got superpowers, you can't kill me with that axe. And he's damn it, how about falling? Um, I'm not great on that, that's what killed my parents. Ah, oh, shit! <laughs> it's just very lame. So, they hear some noise, and one of the gorilla gang comes in, it's like, hey, do you, do you see anybody outside? And he's like, yeah, totally, it's totally me. And Batman takes off his gorilla hat, and he still has his cowl on underneath, and he throws the gorilla hat at the other gangsters... And starts taking everybody out. And when they cut the balloon that Robin's on, all a bunch of strings just come around Batman. And apparently that's enough to be tentacles. That's tentacles. And he goes crazy again. But he's able to throw the axe at Robin. And not kill him. And not kill him. He hits the balloon because his aim is true. And when Robin gently glides to the ground, Batman explains that the shock of you actually being in danger, that you really might die overrid any fears that I had because that was a stronger feeling. Okay, kinda. You still could have uh, some kind of PTSD for a while. You're not just automatically better, but no, no, he's automatically better. Like, that's how that works now. It kind of undermines how people actually interpret feelings. So that kid that said, hey, these people are, these characters have feelings too. Um, Not treating them that way. You kinda, but only in the spur of the moment. It's only when it suits us. And so we see our heroes and dog walk towards the sunlight. You know what? We saw Ace in this, and, and, that, and that's it. Like Robin doesn't die at dawn. He's fine. No big deal. The second part of this is kind of disappointing. But when you throw an Ace like that, why could they give me his internal dialogue again? If you're going to give me Ace, you need to give me sassy Ace. Like, it's a living. Just something. I beat this guy. There's no bones about it. <laughs> something sassy. That's what I wanted to see. We end on another ad for Tootsie Pops. <laughs> Stop with the Tootsie Pops. <laughs> How did you feel about the story overall? Um, I enjoyed it, actually. Did you like it better than the last Supernatural one we had, The Prisoners of Three Worlds? Yes. Okay. Even though it's kind of a ripoff of the pilot to Twilight Zone, where a guy's in an isolation chamber and he sees this whole world that's deserted. I think, did Twilight Zone, was that around this time? It was around this time. Oh, it might have been. But <laughs> you had an interesting story. Instead of, <laughs> you had a bunch of guys dressed up like monkeys for no reason. But other than that, everything he en- encounters is in his own head. So you really so. like part, you like chapter one, but you don't really care either way for chapter two. Like they almost don't need chapter two to the extent that No, I it. think the chapter two actually tells a good story where he's like, he's worried about this kid that he's endangering. Why not just use another gang like keep- Nails gang or whatever. Nails Finley's gang. I think we talked about him uh, a few episodes back. Um, why not just use like Nails Finley? Why does it have to be a gorilla gang? Oh wait, because monkeys sell like gangbusters. Yeah, We've monkeys sell like gangbusters. You know that. But they don't use them on the cover. Yeah, but yeah, everybody's talking about it. <laughs> you see this monkey? Who's doing you see these monkeys stuff? in there? And there's also a Mecha Shiva. It's actually two boys on each other's shoulders. Calling but... it Mecha Shiva. What do you think, John? I really liked it. I like part one much more than the conclusion to it. The artwork is. Like th- this is where I'm starting to really get into the artwork. I've said it a few times here and there, but I'm really starting to like it. Well, it's a good thing um, we're changing art teams next. Uh, next yeah, thing we're looking at. I know I, that's just bad timing, but they don't reuse a lot of panels like they did in the past. Like you don't see the same panel, just slightly redrawn different. It's I actually notice like the scenes are are very different from each other. It's that part two where it's good to have him tr- uh, countered, like trying to have this, trying to counter him having these hallucinations, this stress. I don't want it to be gorillas. Either replace the gorillas or make it just a little bit shorter. Make or make it a 
make it a three part story then. Like have three chapters to it. I don't know if I would have liked that more or not. Actually, of having wait, Batman's having hallucinations. Batman is you know on this alien world. Batman's having hallucinations, and then third chapter would have been how do we fix his hallucinations? Doctor Hurt could have played a bigger role in it. Doctor Hurt could have come up and said, "Your eyes may play tricks on you, what? but not your taste." Buy a Tootsie Roll Pop. What Read I it, it's in there. What I would have liked to seen is is having a part of well, how do we how do we kind of at least fix this a little bit and really try to resolve these things, and it just doesn't. This quite isn't the happen. first media where it's you get over a oh, mental problem not. by just wishing it away. But I think that the story is actually somewhat sophisticated for its time. It is. I in dealing with, like, he's worried about this child that he is endangering. I, now, he does say, I'm going to stop being Batman, so be extra careful when you go out and do stuff without me, which is a bit stupid. Well, you but, think he'd want him to stop as well? Yeah. For, uh, if he's going to play up that hallucinations and paranoia, they, they downplay the paranoia, they upplay the hallucinations. What I would have liked to see in the story, for sure, and they... I don't think they would have had to like do that much more work. This is less work than putting on a third chapter. I really thought that when they like when Gordon had that because he's the one that puts in that radio call that Robin's been kidnapped by the gorilla gang. I was really hoping that was a feint and that Doctor Hurt and Robin really and and Gordon was in on it of hey this is we're gonna set up a fake a fake uh, distress. We're gonna set this situation up to jar Batman out of these hallucinations. I've read this story before, and when I was reading it for this, I actually thought that's what was going to happen. It, it seems pretty obvious. Like, hey, how, do, does. how are we going to fix this? And the next panel, hey, Robin's kidnapped. They really don't play that off. I don't know if they ran out of time to do like a little bit more work, or if someone said, hey, don't they, they nix that well, they were like, or what? You know, Because they did set it up, for we sure. we got a bunch of guys dressed up like monkeys. we got to use them. I at least used like you could have had like police officers in the gorilla outfits and like pretend like it didn't have to be a real danger. And I don't know why that was enough of a danger when any other time they would have went out could have been equally as dangerous. Robin's been on a conveyor belt that leads into a giant furnace that's on fire while Batman's <laughs> been held down by the Joker with a giant Joker mouth on it. So I don't know why that time was any more dangerous than any other time to Batman. So either I mean play up if you're gonna have it be a real danger, play it up. And I wish it was a fake danger that they just stage to try to help Bruce. That would have been really nice. I would have I would have really enjoyed that. So thumbs up for me, thumbs down from John. No, I I give mine a thumbs up. It's just I want it to live up to his potential. I'm like that parent that's like, well, you, you got a B, but it could have been an A. Well, I think that compared to what it's been surrounding, it definitely lived up to its potential. But we're going in circles now. So let's go to the end. <laughs> So that does it for another thrilling, in quotation marks, era of Batman, the Silver Age. So what do you think about what we've looked at so far, John? I like it so much more than the Golden Age stuff we talked about. Like, there's been plenty of times where I was giving what we were talking about crap, but it was still fun, it was still engaging, and as me being nitpicky with, you know, I have the benefit of of time and of, of seeing what comes after it and everything, where... They didn't have it when they started writing these stories, but still, Golden Age is like, eh, Silver Age, yay, I really like Silver Age. Keep in mind, we also did kind of just look at the beginning of the Golden Age. Very much so. But still, definitely better than what we had, and we're getting into more modern stories pretty quick. Going to be a couple stops on the way, but still. So, New Look is what we're going for in a little bit, but would you still consider that... Would you consider it its own thing, like kind of in between silver and bronze, or would you say it's still part of Silver Age? 
it in Batman terms, it is um, it's its own thing. It's kind of like how you wouldn't say that um, the Denny O'Neill stuff and the new look stuff are in the same era, but they're probably put in there. That's okay. generally considered a modern Batman, Dennis O'Neill stuff. Um, whereas this is still considered like the '60s. It's very um, influential on the '60s TV show. Yeah, I think they start playing off each other they pretty do. good, and I, I can see why the, the show was as goofy as it was. The comics started that way before, and so. well, we'll see if like because this is very much where they are basing the show off of is the new look. Okay, so we'll see that, but that's still a story for later. So, well, this might be our last look at Batman: The Silver Age, but not the era just yet, because it's time for John to look at the non-Batman comics of the day and pick some that he wants to look at. It's Comic Cavalcade Part Two. So, John, any plans yet on what we would be looking at? I have a few general ideas. I want to look at a John Jones story because we've seen him a little bit uh, hovering around Detective Comics. Uh, I want to look at Adventure Comics, uh, where Superman makes Lex Luthor lose his hair. It sounds like a really dick move. I want to pick a JLA story, and you know we'll try to pick out a few other stories from there. Also, why don't you tell them how to yell at us if they don't like what you choose? If listeners want to yell at me for picking poor things, or if they want to suggest stories for uh, later episodes... Yeah, I pick can, everything else. You can yell at me, too. Yeah. You can uh, get in touch with us on Twitter. We are at SACBatPod. You can use that as a hashtag to get a hold of us, or the hashtag RobinsRegulars, which I like a little bit more. You can also email us at sac.alfred at gmail.com. Again, we'd love to hear suggestions for episodes, see artwork, or or just uh, see what you guys have going on around the Batman side of things. And SAC episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find a full list on our website listed in the description. And with that, I have been John Pfeiffer. So as a look at dawn, once an omen of our death, now... A fitting sign for our continued podcasting career and its return to life. I'm Chris Winia. Hello and welcome to another Hallucin Hallucin. Ah. <laughs> Fuck that right <laughs> up. <laughs> All right.